here we go. So closing this out, how have you been? What's going on right. in the world of cycling with you? No, I raced yesterday. That was interesting. It, it went all right. I had a terrible. So they staged this race is kind of known for having like bad production. They staged it kind of weird. Um, so yeah, but whatever. I was second row. I had a terrible start, missed my pedal. A bunch of guys in front of me had bad starts. Um, but uh, so yeah, and we like you, you take like a left hand turn or right hand turn and you go into this sand pit and which is like a really long sand pit. And like, I don't know if you've ridden through sand before, like on a cross bike. <laughs> I have a story about that. It just destroys your legs. Like it's a super, super hard effort. So, and then there's a bunch of guys crashing. So I was like 15th and it was a mess. And I basically watched the front six guys just like ride away. I was like, Oh boy. But I stayed calm. Um, I felt like I, I rode like a really, smart race and like i rode all the spots i wanted to like these steps i was riding like i was i was pretty confident in that but i never caught up to those front guys again a, a few stragglers but the front like four guys just the gap was growing and growing um, what's um i just plugged in these headphones so if my mic doubles up let me know um dude riding so do you think that you need to practice riding in sand more or was it a bike setup thing or no i'm pretty i was super confident with it i think it's just riding in sand in narrow sand especially with a group mm -hmm. is a nightmare just because inevitably someone's going to make a mistake you know and that's just what happens and it was like it was kind of just like there's a track setup too it's like this, that sand pit they should have done like a little like uh like the sand pit was too close to the start. Like to go to the sand pit initially is just like a mess. You know, like there's going to be crashes. Your heart rate is whatever maxed out from the start. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I'm actually pretty confident and I rode it really well. The rest, well, like to make the race even more complicated, they rode the men elite with the women elite, like right after us, which like no race does. So like there's all these people on the race, on the course, like vying for their win within their race. It's a nightmare. At the same time? At the same time, like they, they, the is women. That even like, a, is that even a thing? That, that, that is a thing. Like they'll do, like usually they'll do like the cat fours and then like the single speed guys and then like the masters and they'll be like, like, a, like 30. Same, so it's like waves? Like waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, do they do that in Rochester? Um, for, you know, at Rochester, they might not. Cause I think it okay. also depends on like how long you can get the park, you know, like it's a whole promoter thing. So yeah, it makes it a nightmare. So then like yeah. eventually we're like lapping some of the women and like the women are, they're having, they're in their own race, right? Like they're going for whatever the win or top three or top five. And we're like passing them. And I'm like on your left and it's just a nightmare, <laughs> you know? But so then eventually I'm getting close to that front group. Like I actually was r racing pretty well. And then through the sand, what happens all the time is like, there's like one rut that gets, you know, like yeah. carved in, and like, that's the fast rut. Uh -huh. So I'm hitting it and like, I'm, I'm catching a lapped like female rider and she just makes a mistake and goes down. So I have to come to a complete stop and go around uh, and like, it was fine. It's like part of racing, but it's just a bummer, you know, getting going on sand again is not fun. Oh, it's terrible. It's the, it's the worst. Yeah. So did I ever, you, I don't know, actually we weren't hanging out when I did Oregon trail gravel grinder, AKA Oregon trail sand pit. So they say that it's, you know their gravel is more sandy and man there was so much sand and smart people that had recon the course before had 
uh, 2.1 tires on with the knobs cut off. That's what Carl Decker did. I showed up the old gravel bike that I rode that I will say is not truly a gravel bike could only have a 36 C on the back. So that is not really a gravel tire. There was so much sand. There was one day on the easy day, the easy day we finished in just under four hours. There were people coming in at like hour seven. I'm looking down this long stretch of road, not even road. I guess it's a road out there. They're like off season road and it is just sand and I'm going like six miles an hour and I'm, and it's the race is already shattered. There was, I lost the front 10 guys through sand and I was just there like, should I just walk right now? Like this is not even, and I was just really sad, just not even happy. And that was really a bummer of, you don't want to have that attitude during a race. And I didn't think the promoter was very kind regarding the sand, kind of like laughed at it. I was like, this is our gravel. I'm like, this is not gravel. You can't, this is not a gravel race. Like at least have put in the notes, you know, then they were like, oh, we got to do your recon. I'm like, dude, but that's like sending me into water and being like, oh, psych, this is the triathlon. You didn't recon the course. Taha. Yeah, but recon also wasn't that race also kind of like in the middle of nowhere was it like six six stages yeah it's like you gotta look into this i was like how do you what am i gonna google map everything for 500 miles off (laughs) you know and there was a point where i had to stop and i think it was the sand got so deep i stopped and just my tire my wheel was like buried and i tried to get going again i just it was not not even pot it was just like so I like walked a little bit and I was like, never again. That's my one thing with gravel is like, there's so many different categories and grades of it. And that now it's getting to the point where people want to just make them as gnarly of races as possible. It's like, is this tough mutter or is this a gravel race? So. Well, thank God, man. Now we got the UCI and they're going to clear everything up. I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think gravel almost wants a little shake up. Like there's so much controversy. There's a lot of like complaining going on and just I, gravel. I thought was supposed to be this grassroots group and it was like all like hugging and whatever. And it's just getting, I mean, I don't know. It's blowing up though. I mean, it's, it's humongous. And so there's going to be money involved. So there's going to be people with more opinions because protect the bag. And I get that. I don't know. No hate against that, but it's just, uh, I would be curious I guess I'm just a roadie, you know, I guess I'm, you know, a cross rider doesn't care if it's going to be dry or super wet. You guys just figure it out. And so as a, if I want to race gravel, which I don't even know if I'm really into that as much anymore. I've just really re fallen in love with the road. You got to be ready for anything. You got to have multiple tires. You got to have, and if you don't have multiple wheels, got to be ready to swap things out the night before. And I think that's one thing too, not being a tech person, someone I don't enjoy like, fiddling with the bike i just wanted to roll you know um people at the bike uh i was talking to somebody about getting this new bike and they're like wait so you have a specialized now they're like so would you run those rovals on the other bike and i was like why wouldn't i they're like well they don't you know different company and i was like oh we haven't met before don't care at all (laughs) like we'll ride different wheels if they're fast that just doesn't i don't know looking good is a road thing, but 
I'd rather win than worry about looking good. Yep. Yeah. I feel you do. Well, it's interesting. <clears throat> I feel like most shops don't call you out on that. They're like, I feel like some shops I do, all the shops are great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, yeah, can you, can you get the logos to line up with the valves? You know, like that, little... you, you feel that? Oh dude, I had, yeah, that it bothers me. It irritates me, but I'm, wow. but I'm like, that's like my one thing. I feel like the valve is my one thing. The other stuff I don't go too crazy on. Like I I have Reynolds skewers right now on my zip wheels. I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. That's interesting because zip skewers actually, I don't really love zip, but their skewers are primo. Well, and this was back when I had quick release, but I'm surprised. Yeah, I got quick release. I'm surprised because my zip quick release are terrible, man. That's why I swapped them out. The silver ones? They are. No, they're the bull. I mean, yeah, the inside is silver. I don't think what you're talking about, but no, they're black. They're like kind of the cheaper ones, you know? Um, there you go. Whereas, the I know. Ones. But the, the Reynolds one I have are like the more like arrow, higher quality. So I'm like, these are, I'm just going to run these. I don't care if they don't match. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were initially going to call this crossroads. You're a cross rider. I'm a road rider. You're also a road rider. I'm also a gravel rider. You kind of do everything. Bikes and barriers, or no, bass and barriers. Although I can't really say I'm in bass right now. I'm in KOM mode, which I'm really curious to, I was thinking yesterday, yesterday I was, I'm actually pretty tired this morning. Um, <laughs> without Mark, he said my pseudo OCD won't let, let me feel comfy if the logos aren't with the valves, but mismatched brands, who cares? Smiley face, that's funny. <laughs> um, I am curious. So yesterday I went to do, I was planning to do like three KOMs and I went from one and went absolutely ham got it went for the second one could not go ham started a third but it was like a six minute one so you're just vo2 man like just crushing and i start like a minute in, i was like i just don't have it i was like i'm exhausted i'm curious over it's probably been like a week and a half two weeks of going for koms i'm curious the training distribution versus like a normal training week to go back and look at will be interesting but then I'm excited to get into base coming in November, which will be here in 12 days. Uh, but then I was just like, you know what? There's actually nothing called bike radio. And there was a bike radio back a little while ago, a Dutch program. But I think we're going to claim bike radio. I'm going to get a logo made. Evoke, this is backwards, but we're going to get um, bike radio presented by Evoke. And just talk about things of hope for the past week. Maybe we could... Let's have the ambition of doing this either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday every week. And the reason I would pick different days is there's no way we're going to be able to overlap both of our schedules. For sure. Especially you're racing now. Then when you stop, I'll be getting ready to start road. But I think it'll be cool, two different perspectives, and also just touchdowns and things that we find are interesting over the week. So what's – I have Wait, I got something. I want, I, well, I got something real quick. You just touched on this. The KOMs, dude. Are yeah. you – because you've been in North Carolina now for a while. Does everyone just hate you now in the area? Not making friends. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's really funny when you move somewhere new or you start talking to different people because no one knows how, how fast anyone else is. And, you know, you get some roots from people. And, like, I, you know, most people don't do digging into, like, who's this random new person. And I also, like, if I roll up to a bike shop, I got a frame bag on my road bike. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. not lo- I'm not looking super cool, again, to the bike, don't really care. And then you just slowly start doing a little poaching here and there. And then the season ended, and I just started going ham. And people were like, oh, you're taking all of these. And I was like, maybe. And so it's kind of, you know, it's a fun, different 
uh, way to introduce yourself to people. I got a one guy has a lot of them here. He said he gave me a route, and it was a day actually it was during the season when I was doing some like uh, just like fart lick hard VO two efforts on hills, and so there were like five or six of them. Pretty much, I mean, dude, it's climbing here. I, I'm actually making a vlog of KOMs that I chased, like when you're on the computer at Strava and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go for that one. And I'm gonna go for that one. Ooh, that one looks good too. And you're just like star, star, star. You're not, I wasn't at least looking at like time between. It was like, I would finish and be like, oh, I'm dead. I'm like, dude, two miles. Oh my God. I'm trying to recover and get ready for the next one. But I hit this guy up. I took like four of his one day. So, you know, his inbox was blowing up and he's like, I feel targeted. I'm like, dude, you gave me the route. Like I, I'm not targeting <laughs> you, but no, and it's um, it's a good community. It's just it's a very small place. Like Blowing Rock is twelve hundred people permanent. We are part of the uh, what's it called seasonal, and so there's like seven to eight thousand seasonal, and then up the road is Boone. There's some other people that live there. That's like a big college town for App State. So there's not a ton of people. Like if I go on ride, I don't pass. I pass a couple people, but it's the exact opposite in Florida. Like when I go down there and it's the winter, you go on a five hour ride, you pass 500 people. Yeah. Literally it is nuts. Like, and I've only been there really when it was during COVID and I was riding solo for a really long time. The small groups are groups of 10. Like the big groups are groups of 30 to 50. There's a group ride that I had never been a part of. And I saw this like, massive amoeba coming down and you got to remember florida pancake flat these groups are going 35 and dude there were like five guys in the front drilling it and it's just this gust of wind it was like a train coming by it was pretty incredible and so hopefully get to do a couple of those uh this winter just every once in a while meet the it's like an endurance nation down there people running it is so motivating it's really cool to be around that. i've never lived in a place that has been just so like let's go exercise let's take care of ourselves for sure dude so yeah. hey, going going back to the kom thing and i'm gonna harp on this too much but so you build the heart man this is a radio this is right this is the but this is this is interesting because like i know i think this has come up in the discord so you this guy gives you the route right you have the route on your Garmin. I think you use a Garmin. You use a Wahoo? No, Garmin. So how do you get the KOMs in? Do you, do you turn the route off? I turn the route off. Gotcha. off. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's the annoying thing that you kind of got to know. You got to look ahead of when it starts. So you can make sure you turn it off. Otherwise, it doesn't pick up. For sure. I would like to try that um, Hammerhead K Carew. Yeah. screen looks really dope i emailed them to see if i get one for free and they were like yeah no not interested and they were just like so blunt about it that i was like damn that hurt i mean they're I working with they're working with much bigger personalities but they could have been nicer about it like there's like not interested bye and i was like oh burn i can tell you a story about hammerhead offline i can't do it on the video why not uh i just would it make it. me want to buy it or not want to buy it i don't it, it would not okay yeah maybe i'll try wahoo i don't know i don't really want to be a wahoo again i like garmin i think maybe i should email them and just be like what's the deal i also uh, is there any cycling computer that if i don't have a route planned that can predict the terrain 
I don't know if it'll do that, but I knew, I think Wahoo is getting there. At least Wahoo has like the, the direction thing now, where if you take a wrong turn, it'll auto correct you kind of like a Google map thing. Garmin does I don't, that. I, oh, Garmin does that? Oh, yeah, I, didn't know that. I have it turned off because I don't want it. Like if I decide to scoot out on my own off the route, like I want to be like, turn around, beep, beep, yeah. turn around, turn around, I didn't, turn around. I didn't know that, man. I'm still rocking like a 530. So I'm living in the stone age. I have a 170. 170 i don't even know how high does it is, i don't even know what that if that's the no, i have a one. 10 i have a 1030 i i was gifted a 1000 and it broke and they they okay. gave me a 1030 refurbished so but yeah i'm um kom season coming to an end there's no koms to get in florida unless you have a tt bike or ride on the 40 mile an hour train yeah so which is good there's no temptation it's like just go ride base go to some Euro endurance and when's the last time you rode the GT bike? I think I asked you this recently and you were like, you never, you said the last time you rode it was like the day of state championships or something. It was the state championship. Yeah. (laughs) I took it out. I think two times before that I usually like to do just to make sure it's running just to remember that my arms are going to be sore because I haven't done this and it's going to like, I'm going to want to get out of the arrow position. And so I rode it for maybe, yeah, maybe three times. I'm trying to think I was back in Memphis at that point in time. It's been a couple of years. I think that bike has 23 tires on it. 23 seat tires are just how long it's been. And I really, if anybody wants a TT bike, I'm selling one. I'm just never going to ride that thing again. I don't know. What size are you on? You on like a 58, 60? It's a Garno, maybe a 58. Okay. I could be wrong. I saw you posted that photo of that BMC. Is that, is that the new bike you're looking at? Would yes. you go? That was campy. Would, do you? Oh, sorry. Someone else made that come to like, campy sick. It's just going to be the frame and fork okay. and cockpit. Yeah. I've never ridden campy. I, I know people I. that use it think it's amazing. I just, when people are like you can rebuild everything i'm like nope that's not a benefit to me i have zero desire in rebuilding anything shimano's been amazing my whole cycling life i will say this past year i had some issues with their brakes multiple times leaking fluid and it was not a great experience so i don't know if it's a quality control on the side of something up with covid and manufacturing process i'm hoping that it's not a decrease in quality from the brand because they're just known for putting out stuff that works and that is super well tested so if people don't if it, i don't know if it's not that great moving forward i guess i would look around but it definitely won't be to sram i can't deal with the one lever thing it drives me nuts it's, yeah. it makes no sense to me so, I'll tell you what, though, dude. I destroy my SRAM. I have rival on the cross bikes, and I destroy it. And I've had no issues, man. I've had absolutely no issues at all. It runs well. Um, but I'm sure you would go like ETAP or something if you were to go SRAM. So I, and I have no experience with that. Yeah, I'm hooked on the, the wireless or the sure. electronic. It's yeah. just, yeah, to go back to cables won't happen. Can never say never, but I'm pretty sure it won't. I just had a brake cable snap on me and I was, and it was like a really long time. It was like 18, I think it might even been like two years. I had that brake cable and I was like, man, this is such a pain in the ass. Brake cables. Yeah. Those don't, those don't break as much as the shifter cable, yeah, which yeah. sucks. I know that's so, what I'm saying. Going, going wireless is so nice. Um, what's up in the cross world? Make me want to like cross. 
Oh, what's up in the crossword? Can I expand on one lever for SRAM? Uh, it's one push button. So shifting down and up is only one button. So the law on your rear, yeah, ah, so the rear derailleur, if I remember correctly, a short one is harder gear, a full one is easier. And I had it on my cross bike. The cross bike came with it. So that was my introduction to it. Dude, I could never get in the right gear. I was either like high torquing, spinning out. And I'm like, this freaking sucks. And I'm getting dropped. And so I was just like, I hate this bike. Okay. So two things though. There's something very satisfying about like a nice, smooth, mechanical SRAM shift. It feels really nice. When you hit opinion. it. When you, you hit, hit it, it. It's just nice. But and the other thing that's nice about this, and I was just talking to someone about this for cross racing specifically, um, if you're racing, and I posted this in the Discord, if, you, if you're racing like your regular, if you have whatever, 11 speed, and then you want to race the single speed race in cross, you can zip tie your SRAM lever because there's only one lever, obviously, and you can make your bike single speed and then they'll allow you to race a single speed. So it's like you kind of get like two bikes in one if you have SRAM. So Mark, yeah, two-sided, each lever has a button, but isn't it only one button? So isn't yes. there only one button for down yep. and up on the rear yep. cassette? I just realized that I can talk. I, uh, I didn't there realize I could, I could talk versus t uh, just typing. <laughs> uh, yes, it is one button, but um, like when I hit the left, the left shifter, um, I'm shifting into bigger, bigger rings. And when I'm hitting the right shifter, I'm shifting into uh smaller smaller cogs and then when i'm hitting them both at the same time it's shifting the front derailleur oh and then if i so the left so that's really a mind mess up so the left is the rear and the right's the rear yes yeah both are both are the rear derailleur shifting and then hitting them simultaneously will shift between the big and small ring but it's also for me the axis app lets me customize it so like for instance I think you can set it up so that like the um, like for instance on the on the rival one by you can turn the left shifter into a dropper post activator <laughs> um, so it's like customizable i've I have mine set up so that when I hit the if I hold the buttons down it'll just continuously shift down the cassette or up the cassette mm -hmm. um, so like I think you can customize it a bit but yeah it, it is essentially left and right shifting um back and so forth weird. on the rear cog until you hold them both and then you're shifting the the front derailleur that's interesting so um, i got a question there so it's the coin batteries right don't you have those in the levers yes so if one dies say your you're right scared. battery dies well then yeah you can't do your front derailleur, which is the same for di2 right because like the front goes before the rear yeah i've only had that happen once and thankfully um so i have the the quark spider in there as well i took the coin cell out of my power meter and threw it in to get home um what what's more common for me is uh forgetting to charge the etap batteries and then having to not have a front derailleur so i can have a real a rear derailleur to get home yep for sure um you, you, you played it really well taking the battery out of the power meter, but I like to also pro move, keep an extra battery in my saddlebag just in case. <laughs> I did that too now. Yeah. yeah. Because, because it also works now well for heart rate or power or the, the front things. And now the new DI2s from uh, Shimano also use coin in the front. Sweet. Because nice. they're wireless now too. So it'll work for everything. Perfect, man. Yeah, anyway, sorry to interrupt. I'm taking the battery out of my No, that's good, man. This is actually... 
this is a good like get people in on the podcast too i like this maybe facebook we it took us like 10 minutes to get this online because we we're like wait how do we do this on youtube you can't bring people in so we might do this on facebook and so we can get comments and yeah it'll be good appreciate the feedback no worries i'll, I'll go back to mute now <laughs> fair enough um and who knows maybe he'll be committed a third co-host there was a guy on a podcast i listened to that like was supposed to be just like the uh, tech person and he'd like randomly like chime in and he's become like people's favorite person his name is herm so i think that helps like hey herm what do you think about this and he chim- would chime in <laughs> um okay, i'm making the notes here for when i post this we talked about gravel sand kom season stram shifting what was in the beginning there um it doesn't matter yeah so what's up in the cross um legally changed- <laughs> what up herm sost What's up? So what's up in cross? Make me excited about cross, whether well, it's the dude, past week or the upcoming week. You just missed the last week. There was the USA World Cups, man. I saw some of it. Did you actually watch some of them? Uh, Fayetteville. Uh, yeah, Fayetteville. When was Fayetteville? Was Wednesday. I was actually there. Oh, were you really? No, not at all. Oh my. Why God. weren't you there? That's, dude, that's a long drive. Well, I'm supposed to go. Like we talked about this, I'm supposed to go in January for the World Championships. That's the same course. Um, but just, just I, don't far. Know, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but yeah, it's a super long drive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so what's, what's new in the cross world? No world cups are kicked off. Now they're going back to Europe. Um, still no Pidcock, still no Wout, still no Vanderpool. I think those guys won't race until like December, maybe January. And why is um, that? Uh, just, well, Pidcock just taking a break after the Olympics. He like, hasn't, he's like on, just from stalking him on Instagram. He's like on vacation with his girlfriend. Um, and Matthew, I don't know what he's doing. Matt, Matthew. Matthew. Um, and then Wout MBD. is, I think Wout is still racing on the road. I think, doesn't he, isn't he still doing some stuff? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what do you, one thing I want, spoiler, if we do get Jeremy Powers on, I want you to ask him, how does he, how did he manage, when did he jump into the road season and how did he manage, you know, what kind of what we had talked about when you're racing cross, you're the minority in the U S of racers. How do you balance everything? You, what, I mean, you really can't be doing much early spring. I don't think it really sets you up to be tired for cross. Um, how do he find that focus? I think it'd be a good question for him. I reached out to him. I'm hoping I haven't heard back yet, but, but yeah, he'll be good because he raced for jelly. I'm Belly. sure Jeremy will be watching this. Jeremy, come on the podcast, please. Without a doubt, he's watching. Knows him. Um, he, uh, he raced for jelly belly and he said that he just recently, he was doing commentary and he was like, yeah, I was doing tour California and going into the cross season and it was, you know, weird. And then he had later seasons where he didn't do that. So I'm curious as to kind of like, just like going with your question, how that so affected him. He said him. it was weird. What do you think he meant by that? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was probably like, going full I think that those dudes like go into full cross mode you know like I think having a road season even like you look at like Curtis and and Carrie like Curtis more so Curtis White who has traditionally raced more on the road and seen more as a roadie going into cross season he's backed it off the last couple years and he'll do I think he raced like Intelligentsia a little bit but he's not doing the full road season like those guys used to do um, he's, they're, they're doing more like the European approach where they do like those, a few kermises, you know, but not, nothing like stage races or anything. 
But then to further it's not complicate. specific for like what you're trying to prepare for. You know? But at the same time, though, dude, like I say this, and then you look at Quinton Hermans, who just won the World Cup. Sorry, spoilers. He won Fayetteville. Um, and he raced the uh, Giro d'Italia this year, you know? So, and this was the first year he did it. And now he has like amazing form. So to that point, there's always going to be outliers. There's something to be said for big volume for anybody. If it's that far away, the Giro is in May. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really far, that's not doing the whole road. That's not doing June, July. Cause I know a lot of cross people it's summer and they're like June, July, August, September. Okay. Cross is here. That's like me saying, February, March, April, May, June, Nationals. And that's what I've done before. I've gone to Nationals being like, I need a break. Whereas this year I was at Nationals, like I'm hungry to kill. And even though I didn't get the result, it was probably one of my best races and then went to do Masters Nats. And, and I will say getting into Masters Nats has changed how I look at the season because now with that being a goal in August, I'm like, damn, I really can't care about Joey's cross or not i want to use the word cross like early season february stuff that really i'm like licking my lips like oh my god i'm coming out of base i want to go murder people sorry that sounds wrong but that's what a bike race is but i can't do that anymore like it's just really hard to come out and maintain um what were you feeling do you feel that you can't do that or would you recommend that to everyone like if if your goals are in august or september or whatever like skew your season so you start a little bit later would you totally that's across the board okay i think for sure i think um especially for a newer or lower level athlete because they just don't have as much racing to understand how they're going to feel a lot of times newer athletes they're the ones that all of a sudden they like hit the wall and they don't see the wall coming and they like are just like yo i'm toast whereas like People have done it for like, oh, I'm getting a little, I'm a little crispy. I need to back off a little bit. And you know that backing off does not mean losing fitness. It's not like, you know, people are like, I've had conversations now where it's like, okay, I need to keep all my games going into next year. I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> like, well, and you know, I had a great question from a guy. I was talking about having him go out. We, he's a talented cyclist. He's new. I think he's really more of a cat three. He's a cat four though, but power wise, he's just got to put these pieces together. Did a lot of smashing before a lot of group rides, a lot of sweet spot, like just always training, right? Like intervals, which to what that's how we all kind of like, well, we hear about intervals and we start doing them because that's what we think we need to do all the time to get better. So long story short, I was like, Hey man, we really need to like take a step back. Let's work on some aerobic focus. We didn't do a ton of crushing because he had just done years of that. And so in this last block, uh, he does well with like structure of, Hey, let's go over some KOMs. I'd really like to see what is your, what can we get your model to look like in WKO? If you go out and hammer some like 45 second repeats, we don't, we never really did a ton of that because he was racing and he had done it before, as I said. So he had a great question. Like, so I was kind of under the impression that this is sort of more like use it or lose it. Like, why would I do this now? And I was like, great question. Let's do this now just to see where you're at. Like you're relatively fresh. Races have been over for a month. He's had some life stuff going on. He was kind of trying to start the gym. I'm like, let's just throw some numbers on the board where it's also going to be interesting. Like say you do two of these super hard workouts, you might be like, yo, I feel tired. Or you might do four of them. Like, we just don't know. Now's a great time to test some stuff. And then we're going to go into base in November where it's relatively 
confusing for some people because it's not mentally taxing. Like, I love that. I'm pumped for November 1st. That's like my official start all the time because it's like, I'm going to go ride endurance today. I might go to the gym. I'm going to come home from a four-hour ride, not really care about the watts. Did I pedal 250 or 270? Don't care. Like, just go pedal. And to some people, that's boring. Whereas I, I hope in all the podcasts and content, like helping people to get on board with become more of an aerobic athlete over these next few months, then you're going to be able to handle harder workouts as we move into your build the race season you know and i you know it's not super sexy it's not but that's like that's what it is like ride as much as you can as easy as you can to get the most benefit like okay, so you devil's advocate here okay yeah okay so i've been training all summer man i feel good we're going hey chris into- can you turn off that light switch right there this the one uh, off the nope the one that does these lights behind me yeah thanks perfect there you go um your head was blocking the light every once in a while i was was literally doing that i was getting tired (laughs) of doing that (laughs) okay so so i've been training all summer man and now we're going into the fall and i want to use all my fitness until i can't ride outside anymore like what do you should i be doing that should i not be doing that are you saying you yourself? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying X, Y. I was like, Josh, you have a ton of cross races. Joey, I'm saying on. Joey, Joey pants. I don't know what the what the female version is that you say. Tina Tishy, seventy four. So I'm saying because I have athletes like that too. They're like, well, I want to ride until December as hard as I can. Let's keep doing blocks. Like when? What do you recommend for people when to transition? And like, yeah, it is individual oriented for like if you have whatever your goals are. Some people race in February. Some people don't race until July. Okay. This is a great, this is okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Number one, what's their goal next year? When are they starting up? If they're going till December because they live in Rochester, New York, where they're not going to be outside till, till March, let's do it. Now, do you need to ride hard all the time? Can we say, let's do one, maybe they're, and this depends on the ride. Some people are like, Hey man, I'm not good enough to get KOMs that like don't put KOM day on my calendar like that's but I'm like dude you don't have to get the KOM like if I go somewhere and pro rider XYZ is if I go to Stephen Bass's neighborhood I'm trying to get number two right like if I get close to Stephen I'm gonna be super pumped we need to focus on our own wins not on what social media is gonna tell us who the winner is there are a million people that I will never beat a KOM for, I'm still going to go try and put a number on the board. I mean, there's KOMs out here that I know I can't get because there's a group ride, let's say. I'm going to still try every once in a while. I'm not going to target that. Okay, so I would say, can we do a KOM day? Can we do longer? Get people into longer, more consistent medium. Can you start, one of my questions on my new questionnaire is how often can you do a three-hour ride? For most athletes, instead of doing 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and like five and five, which is going to be just very exhausting, can you do a two-hour, a three-hour, and a two-hour ride during the week? That three-hour ride is at endurance is going to be massively beneficial. You can get around 150 TSS of pure aerobic work, and if you're really pedaling, it is going to be phenomenal. So with that, 
you know, then it's, uh, so try not to have him hammer the whole time. Um, but that being said, now's the time to test some things. Like I look back and I've really tried to parse through, you know, when I wasn't coached and I was coaching myself, I think that's when it's so easy to get caught in the weeds. And so I look back, like, I look back at some training. I actually made a post about this. Um, I don't think I've posted it yet about 2019 when I was coaching myself, trying to get ready for these crazy long gravel rides. I was still kind of buying into me. I need to do like super long sweet spot, which I look back now after knowing what I know. And I'm like, why was I doing three by 40 minute sweet spot? Like, it's just so not race specific for everything I do. It's not even gravel. Um, but if they go through, like you said, they might race in February, they're going to go up to December and then they want to turn around and start racing in February. It's like, okay, but you need a couple months. I really think at minimum you want eight weeks of base to stop doing the intensity. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be four months. I mean, when I came up through this, if you ask somebody in Rochester, New York, how long is base, they would say no, November, December, January and then Giro's I think used to start in in March and we used to do town line sprints in February but here's the thing you gotta you gotta be careful what you listen to everybody saying because November December and January were on fixed gears and everyone said it's base miles well to those people it's not flat in Rochester we would hit a hill and crank it you're doing zone five and six like every weekend you're getting a hard effort in there was no way not to you could do high torque on it, but everyone will still call that base season. Like the names that we throw around in cycling since training with power is still very new are crazy different. And so unless you're look, and there's no power meter on a fixed gear bike for most people. So like, I know this is a very long winded an answer, but there needs to be a downtime where it's mostly just endurance. I don't think anybody wants to do just endurance i think you'll get pretty stale like throw in some sprints every other week throw in one vo2 max couple efforts like you don't need to go crazy and when i say sprints i'm like four by six seconds eight seconds and then if you're going to race in february maybe you go to the race but you're not teed up and expecting to win the race you're just getting back into that let me get my race instincts going again you know i've had a few months off so and then it's athlete dependent. If they're newer, I think it depends how much they're riding. So yeah, there's a lot of variables that Tina needs to take into context, but what do you think of that answer? Well, I, one thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, you and my other point is Zwift. I think Zwift, and I'm gonna make a post about this. I'm not knocking Zwift people. I think Zwift is great. I preface this with that, but. Uh -oh. <laughs> now that we have seen Zwift around for a few seasons, I know many roadies that, number one, you hear people on Zwift talking about how crazy the watts are. They are. The watts per kg are crazy in Zwift. There are riders, though, that admit there's no way I could do this on the road because when I'm putting these watts out, I am staring at the ground in full, like I'm in another world. You can't do that with riders around you. In Zwift, there is no one in front of you. There's no modulating based on human beings in front of you. So I actually want to start comparing a bunch of Zwift races versus the beginning of road races. I have 
the difference in training, it is not totally the same thing. So people are getting stronger, but I don't think it necessarily always applies to the on-off nature of a road race, which people are making the A to B, which I, I don't think you can do. And these are experienced racers who are saying these things to people who aren't experienced. So then people go only train Zwift and they go to a road race and they're seeing, why am I getting dropped? Well, it's not the exact, doesn't, the train head doesn't have to be perfect, but it's not the correlation that people are making, but also Dr. San Milan, I think was talking about how at the end of COVID there were pros because the race season was it last year got so far extended that they never had the time to do the base. And this season started so quickly. They just never hit the highs that they hit because they had, they didn't go back to like hitting that aerobic foundation. And now I've seen people, on the road that are Zwifters. And I'm not saying people that have shifted to Zwift maybe because their life has required less riding time, but who went from road or cross into Zwift, turned around and went into road racing and there was never that break. I've seen a few and I'm not going to say who, they're just not as fast on the road. And I'm like, this is interesting. San Milan's talking about this. I'm kind of seeing this. Um, and it all picked up from there were people saying, oh, well, GCN came out with that video that says base is old. You don't have to do that. I agree that you don't want to do just aerobic base, but I disagree that you want to be racing all winter if you want to come back and race all summer. This is kind of what we're talking about with cross. It's hard to do a whole road season and then do cross. Like, there's got to be a down period. So Tina can go crush, then she's got to chill, then she comes out and pow, 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 throwing punches. Okay, I want, to clarify, I want to clarify something, and I got a question for you. Sure. Before, and do you have to go? I thought you had a call at eight. Are you good? I canceled it. Okay. Because I was like, this is going to be just an awesome radio show and I can't be doing it at eight. So when you say Zwift, though, I want to clarify, you mean specifically racing, right? Because I think Zwift as a tool for riding is great. Sorry. Right? Great yeah. clarification. Zwift doing WZRL, having yeah. races once to twice a week. I think it's a great platform. That, that to me is just riding the trainer. Yep. You know, I'm doing my indoor workouts good clarification okay people who are racing in a league people who are like who are racing they're doing more racing than they do in a road season i can't even imagine doing two road race and that's the other thing too with the watts per kg they're like well people are doing this in, in zwift i'm like dude a zwift race is 40 minutes like people are getting the zwift comparison is when Joey Pants is like, well, my watts per kg is this for five minutes. I'm like, dude, who cares? That's that's a one-off best effort. What are you going to do with three hours? Oh, well, I only do two-hour rides. That's why I get dropped at hour two and a half. There's just a lot going on in the cycling space. It's exciting, but we're sometimes drawing these A to B lines that can't be drawn. And, you know, I just think it's uh, – it's a great tool, but it can be misleading. And then people show up to – there are events in the summer and most people are doing grand fondos, road races, gravel races that are not 40 minutes. And so you just got to be careful what you're listening to, including this person right here, like fact check what I'm talking about or DYOR as everybody says, do your own research. There's no shortcuts. If you think you found a shortcut, you haven't. And you know what dude? I think also it's like Zwift racing is its own thing. It's just like, you wouldn't want to, only race cross to get ready for road races you know right like if you want to get good at if you want a zwift race i think doing zwift, zwift race. races is great but it's just another tool like you said in the toolbox 
it's, mm -hmm. it can't be the one thing that gets you ready for road racing because you've got to race road to get ready or, you know, specific road racing training. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, dude, and I thought this was a really good point was you had said uh, something about like base miles and it's like you're in base season and it, maybe some people, some people are, are confused about this. Maybe you're in base season. You're like, Oh, this is the end of October. We're going into November, but you have to do base rides. You can't just go out and do whatever ride you want and be like, Oh, I'm in base season. You know, like there's, there's a combination of the two, you know, it's long yeah. endurance rides. Yeah. I think, I think the base season KOM, you're either doing cross or KOM season. And that's how I, people like, so wait, Oh, and that's the point I want to make, like to the guy who's like, well, why would I go to these hard anaerobic efforts? I'm like, let's just see what you can do. Plus it's, you know, I mean, if you were a cross rider, you'd be doing these even longer. It's not going to, he was worried. Am I going to screw up my aerobic training? Like we're going into base in November, you said, and I'm like, yeah, there's dude, there's plenty of time. He lives in the South. It's super hot. So it's like, he can be out in group rides in late January, February. So I really want to focus with him November, December, let's chill. And of course he's, made gains he's newer so he's like but i want to let's go let's go and i'm like dude there's so much time to lg lg let's chill 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 for just a hot second eight weeks goes by so quickly when you look on a calendar it's going to look long november and december focus on the miles focus on turning the cranks over focus on not getting fat people come out of december going in january like all right now i'm gonna start training i've been drinking and getting eating holiday stuff all year and i'm just like okay i've been there I'm not gonna no shame was it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it? No. So, but you know, and I think just having the conversation, you know, Tina will get it. And I think sometimes also athletes, if they just need to go out and do their thing, then they kind of come around like, man, I didn't, that, that didn't work for me. I want to try something different next time. And that's what this all is experimenting. Like that's one thing about having a coach is that I love is, you're not planning on your own planning seems so easy. And I look back at some of my own self self coach plans. I'm like, why was I doing that? That was so stupid. Like, but when you're in the forest, just like cranking out workouts, you're doing it every couple of weeks and look, and you're looking back, like, it just makes sense. Look back. I'm like, what? You know what? So. That's really good. I was going to say, man, you've been doing this for so long that you can look back at your previous data and be like, okay, I need to shut it down. Or this is good for me mentally, physically, all that. Yeah. Some people, some people don't have that data, you know, and it's hard for them to listen to you or listen to me or listen to whoever, or they form their own opinions. You know, there's so many different, you know, ideas on the internet. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the million dollar question of convincing someone what the best plan is, why to take it easy or, and sometimes I know you and I have had this conversation with athletes. Like sometimes you got to let people kind of maybe make their own mistakes or go down a path that isn't the best just so they can learn those lessons. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. I think the hardest ones are people that want to study for everything. Like there are some things everyone now assumes that there's a study that's been done on everything in cycling. And it's like, well, show me this study. I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, I can show you other athletes that it's worked for. And I'm trying to think of a good example of like, you know, what's a good conversation that people have? Like, you know, every type of prescription of cycling, workouts like when you might do them has not been studied now they might study like when is it best to do vo2 max or what specific intervals got the most time at vo2 max or there's a lot of studies that are out there but a lot of times these studies are you know 10 people does it necessarily apply to you and i don't you know 
Dylan Johnson called out Trainer Road, so I'll call him out a little bit. He seems like a nice guy, and this isn't a diss on him. I love his channel. Super kudos to what that guy's doing. He kills it. But in the comment section, people are like, the research, I love it. If you pause his videos and look up two or three of the papers, some of them are horrible. Like, not even applicable at all. And I have asked the question in the comments, like, hey, this is interesting. Like, but this study has, like, four people that have never trained and whatever. And I never get a reply. I've only done it twice because I don't want to seem like the guy who's like, you're th you're, I'm here to critique your video. But I think his whole thing is, like, let's look at the science. So I think, to be fair, everyone is so obsessed with the cycling science. And there's not always science for everything. Like, things are studied and tested when number one, there's money to be made or a researcher has a grant or someone else made a good point. I can't remember what, pop, what blog this was on. There's a grad student that needs to crank out a paper and guess what? They pick cycling because there's a bike in the lab yeah, they can yeah. use. And they're like, oh, we can test this. And this does what? And let me look in this. And there's this other paper that somebody did and I need these five credits. So we're doing the cycling paper. And it was on semi-pro cycling. They had a good podcast that was about like how in-depth you need to look at studies. It's, I mean, we are so new. If, when I started cycling, it was consumed 60 grams of carbs an hour. Okay. Fast forward, you know, 10 years. It's been out though for a few years. So I don't know the, the exact number of years that it went. Now it's 120. Double. Like, and everyone's like, the science, the data only. I'm like, dude, okay. Some things you just got to figure out on your own. And um, I'm going to start doing 240, man. 240 an hour. Some, there was a study that said like 150. I think it's also like some days your body can consume more. Other, other days I come home and I'm like, God, I did not eat enough. Why? How did that happen? I felt great though. Like maybe there's just more carbs. I mean, the human body is just way too, um, way too complex to get it all perfectly dialed. I, I've so, taken a break. I've taken a break from maple syrup. I don't know if you're still hitting it. I, I, hard, dude. Okay. I mean, I like it, but I've switched. For some reason, I was like, this is going to sound really strange, but I was craving some, some gels. So I'm just hitting the gels now. What are you using for drink mix? Uh, I do the SIS uh whatever the lemon lime stuff and then i don't know if this is controversial i feel like i say it to some people and they're like i can't believe you drink that i do the uh I was, is it called rocket fuel whatever the uh the goo stuff rock rock tan i'll do Roctane. that or like i'll just do because i like the caffeine in there um I, I don't like caffeine in the in the bottle like i just yeah. yeah um i was trying to pull up a good chart of the let's see let me pull this one up a good way to look at seasons and it's pretty crazy if you look at my here maybe we can get this to work performance manager chart the peaks and valleys of like in season off season and wk is running slow ctl bro my ctl is falling man my season's yeah. done season is over that was another interesting thing, dude, about that uh, that cyclocross one for Fast Talk where Al Donahue was on, um, and all the coaches agreed that like definitely during cross season, like just don't follow the performance manager chart because it's those numbers from your races. I never look at it. Yeah, 
But so, dude, there are so many people that, that base their training specifically on, and it's unfortunate. And I have a lot of conversations with athletes about don't, it doesn't matter. Let it go up, let it go down. It's, it, it shouldn't dictate what your, your training looks like. Share my screen. Can you see yep. my screen? Yeah. yeah. KZWKO? Yep. Yeah. Like these, I was getting up to a hundred. So this is, so this is my second season. So first year with the power meter, second, third, I got injured, fourth, fifth, sixth, moved to Tennessee, never took time off. Oh, damn it. Went mega. Had a great season. Then rode too much in the winter. Got busy with work. And then recently just, you know, all those, yeah, it's taking it up a notch. So that's kind of like a really long progression back from, that's 11 years right there. For sure, dude. And you learn a lot, trying different things, figuring it out. Um, These numbers are actually wrong. I had a faulty power meter in 2017, which sucks. I was like, I'm getting incredibly fast. I was like, wait, it's broken. But it's nice that VO2 max is high as it's been at almost going to be 40. That's weird. Why does it only have hmm. very few values? What's, what's the highest you've gotten that FRC, man? You got a high FRC right now. It's been over 30. Oh, wow. And that's when I'm coming out of uh, – lifting weights and I, I put, I post huge numbers in January and February. I have no repeatability, but I can crank out like a couple efforts. I think that's pretty normal. You know, you hear pros talking about that. Like they come out to these early races and just put stupid numbers on the board. So, you know, I had a bunch of topics, but maybe we shut this down. Yeah, we can do that. I got a bunch of random stuff too. We can do it next time. It'll be kind of um, – here are my – well, here here's one, Ben Tulit. He's now on Ineos, and he is foregoing cyclocross this year as he makes a step up to the world tour in 2022. So I'm curious. That's very in line with what we're talking about. Um, I don't want to talk about the USA crits thing because there's a lot of negative things there, but I am – Curious, the Lions Den crit that Justin Williams, the Williams brothers are putting on. Um, I mean, those guys are making things happen in so many ways on the U.S. scene. I'm That is a crit I would maybe tune in to watch. I think watching crits on TV is super boring, but I'm like, man, that's going to be fanfare. I almost I considered trying to go out there, but I think it's this weekend. And as you can see, I have a lot of boxes I need to unpack. So I think you, you, got, you got a couple weeks. It's Halloween weekend, I believe. Okay. I think it's on Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still, I think it's cool, man. They're in, I have the jerseys with the numbers and the names. Like that's, that's just a really cool way of looking at racing. Totally. And then my last road thing was, uh, I thought it was interesting that people were complaining about cobbles at the tour. And then Tade Pagacha was like, you know, his comment was the tour is going to take an all around rider to win it. And he wasn't like scared by it and seemed ready to go. And, you know, I think people still question his power with the doping thing. He's had a lot of things like, hey, man, I'm legit. I've done all the testing. And I think he's just a genetic freak that works his butt off. And 
you know, those are my road things that I was going to get into. Oh, and I was going to also plug the podcast. We can talk about this later podcasts and I don't know. We're at an hour. This is crazy. I'm, I'm pumped to see where this goes. What's uh, any other cross stuff that we need to hit before we close? Any other cross down? stuff we need to hit? Um, no, tune in to, I don't know why I'm plugging. I'm like doing a GCN plug, but you can plug, watch all the races. You, you can watch plug. the races on GCN. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, there's some U.S. racing. The last, the last weekend to watch U.S. races will be next weekend. I think it's Cincinnati. I think that's where they are. Um, um, but that's a USCX. That's where they're finishing. But um, but yeah, otherwise cross cross season is is going, man. We're getting in the thick of it. Cool. Uh, everybody, after you watch this video, because I'm gonna post this first, Tom Skunes from Trek Segafredo podcast. It's lit. Josh, thanks for doing this, man. Bike oh, Radio, episode one. We got the endurance. No, this is episode one. This is episode one. Yeah, sorry, I was giving you the piece, but I was going to say, uh, the endurance on the Discord tonight, the endurance chat, 7 7 p.m. Okay, I forgot about that. (laughs) Bike Radio, episode two. Should that be Bike Radio? Yeah, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was Bike Radio. Oh, is that going to be tonight? Tonight. Sure, why not? Let's just camera on two episodes. Bike bike Radio, BR2, coming tonight, 7 p.m. All right. Are we going to do that Facebook Live? Let's do it, man. I'm down. Let me. We'll talk offline and uh, have a few questions on endurance. Yes, Kyle, come tonight and uh, ask those questions. If you can't make it, send them to me. You know how to reach me. And we will talk to you guys all soon, and we will figure out. We'll post in the Discord. We're planning to do that in Discord. Maybe we'll do video. Um which would be cool because then we could record it easily and send it out. So talk to you guys later. See you, man. Peace.